In a three, two. Wakanda one. forever. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I hate you. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III. We are continuing our coverage of the Marvel Studios animated series, What If? Episode 6, What If Killmonger Saved Tony Stark? There's plenty to talk about in this episode, so we do have a special, special panel with us. We have buddies, we have pals, but first, the OG crew, Jay Christie, the super producers in the house. Jake, how are you? Excellent, excellent. And Jerome Chang, Jumby Lime, is in the house. How you doing, young man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Not too bad. And, and of course, we have two of our friends who will always love to hop on with us. One first, Stephanie Williams is in the house. Stephanie, how are you? Hey, I'm happy to be back in this universe. Oh, excellent. <laughs> that good point, good point. And uh, finally, rounding out the panel, one Dalbino Osorio, Murphy's Multiverse. Dalvin, how you doing, man? I, too, am also glad to be back in this universe. I almost didn't go through the wormhole, but I saw a free Black Dragon Roll tag on it. <laughs> time to go through. It's time to Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Lovely. And, guys, let me tell you, when I, when I sat down to watch this episode on, on Wednesday, initially I was like, huh, so this is, I knew that this episode was going to happen. So I was like, okay, I wonder what the twist is going to be. And they're bringing Michael B. Jordan back. And so they're going to spend some time with Killmonger. And I'm like, sure, okay, this seems like it's interesting. And I think what happened was, well, first, they tried to cram like five MCU movies and stories into 32 minutes of an episode. That's one. And number two... Just some of the decision-making from characters in this episode was questionable, to say the least. Steph, I want to throw this to you first, because after I watched this episode, I texted you, and I was like, even if you don't come on the show, if you're even not available to come on the show this week, I was like, I really need to hear your thoughts, because I was sent to a place after a few certain moments in this episode. So, in terms of initial thoughts, Stephanie... What did you think of this what if? Uh, the watcher said, but what if in this universe, black on black crime was still a thing for us to consider? Um, so that's essentially what we got. And um, I mean, damn, Killmonger is just, you know, he is like Loki. His destiny to be shitty is just, um, it's an absolute point. Yes. Yes, it certainly is. And also Tony Stark's death and also being really dumb too seems like an absolute point in this universe as well. Uh, Jerome, uh, in terms of your initial thoughts on the episode and how you received it, uh, well, what did you think? Um, uh, I, I felt like some questions didn't need to be answered. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that was a good episode. Uh, I I think 
immediate in the moment we'll like jump into it i just thought mm-hmm. like oh maybe this is all falling flat because of the voice acting by michael b jordan um and then i just thought about it. i'm like no i don't know who's saving this period i don't think sam wilson can save this speech he don't um we'll get much more uh, i wasn't a big fan of this episode and <laughs> uh yeah i i think this is kind of where it, it might be just like a larger flag of like the freedom of what if and how we might not need to take such a freedom with what if as a concept into diving into everything that's a good point i do want to get back to that at at one point but jay christie give me your thoughts i think that not that i ever want to take in something and be like this should be more about the white guy but the fact that Tony Stark started off making it seem like it was going to be like, what would happen if Tony Stark was never forged in the fire to become Iron Man? And then the episode is not about that at all. Like it actually, it not, I think that it's obviously the problem with how short it is, but like Killmonger effectively did exactly what he does in Black Panther, just like in a slightly different fashion. And then they didn't investigate really at all how Tony Stark would be different if he did become Iron Man. Like they have like two scenes of him, and it felt like, how are you going to do that to the like, the most iconic character in the MCU? Not that he's like, oh, anything like that. But it is an interesting concept of what would happen if he just kept making weapons and all that. And they're like, right. ah, like, we just got to do Black Panther, but he has drones this time. Like, that's really what they were doing. And it, it felt like such a waste because I think that, it, that is such fertile ground. Um, and to just have them basically retread it where, like, yeah, that, he, that Black Panther just happens again with slightly different conventions felt completely like a way it felt like a waste of the interesting idea to begin with i would happen and i know i'll get in uh what did you think of this episode overall um so i thought it was the worst episode out of the ones that they've dropped um i i also have found it that the sequencing is is sometimes a little off so like you give us a really dope episode with the zombies last week and then you follow it up with this kind of flat episode right um Mm -hmm. i've always thought what like killmonger's story and granted i agree with steph i think you know, and I'll go a step further. Killmonger was always destined to be a fuckboy, right? Like he was always destined to be a fuckboy. <laughs> um, and he just solidified that here. And 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 that's coming from a guy who I, I love that Tony Stark dies. I, I love that he he's a war criminal. <laughs> he needs to die, that's, right? That's not a surprise, uh, <laughs> exactly, right? If you've listened enough, you know I do not I, I don't mess with Tony Stark. Yeah. But um I've always thought that Killmonger's story was his backstory. Like, so when Ross goes in, when when Tony tells Cap in Civil War, it's us or a couple of JSOC guys. I've always thought that that's Killmonger's crew that he's talking about. Like, yo, this is who Ross mm. is going to send after you, right? Um, so I've always thought his story, his, his story would be a dope thing to explore. And then I watched this and I was like, you know what? It's not really that dope. <laughs> No, it's not. it's not really that dope. Uh, so we'll get into it, but I definitely I um I loved some of the Easter eggs and I loved the building of the universe and the different things, and we'll get into that. But I was like, I could deal Michael B. Jordan has the acting range of a doorknob. I can deal with never <laughs> yo voice acting yo. ever again. It's just terrible. um wow. Like, see that's what the if thing. Wakanda wasn't forever. <laughs> what if Wakanda was only sometimes? What if Wakanda was only sometimes? Wakanda you know, temporarily. Between that and Okoye having a screaming before becoming uh, Wanda's um, 12-piece dark spicy. Um, 
And I wasn't on for that episode. Y'all are lucky. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, shit. Look, I just, like, generally speaking, I do find the idea, especially in if you consider the way that all these episodes have gone, and in a lot of ways that they end abruptly, and this is where another example of where if you want to see this, maybe like in a season two or whatever, in terms of bringing these stories back, this is not one I want to see. Like, this yeah, is not one that I need to go back to. I don't need to revisit this. This is not um, interesting. And I also don't know if it was intentional. Intentional or like you un- had Michael B. Yeah. Jordan available to voice something. So we got to put something with Michael B. Jordan. I uh, yeah I agree with that. Uh, another one of our our guys at Murphy's Multiverse, uh, Charles V, uh, tweeted something along those lines, basically saying it just seemed like Marvel really wanted to work with Michael B. Jordan and really wanted to do an episode with him. And what they put out was flat to say the least. I know Jake, you seem like you want to. Yeah, say I I think that it's because I think Killmonger character obviously super popular and people really responded to him, and I think that this episode stripped away all the things that are interesting about him and i think focused on the stuff that and 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 the stuff focused on for example like i think that there's a very interesting thing to explore with him in that scene with um roadie where he basically is like how do you wear in uniform of your oppressors it's like how does that scene not go into the fact that killmonger was a member of the special forces like that i think is i think that there was a a very very interesting thing to explore of how can this guy who is entire ethos is about bringing on systems of oppression also be killing people for the united states military that is a that's an interesting thing to question and the fact that this episode starts off with him killing people as a member of the united states military you would think that they would go into that and it's like nope he has the his character development once again is exactly the same as black panther it it felt like they didn't have i honestly just don't know how it happened because so much that was interesting about what if is it uh, uses alternate universes to explore other sides of characters that you don't get to see in the movies and this just explored the same side of killmonger that we already saw in the movie yeah just 10 years earlier um it took everything that killmonger stood for with none of the effect on how it had on the on the other characters like it did in black panther like what i think people loved about the villain in the movie is that people found him to be someone whose ideals were not something you immediately disagreed with, even if you disagreed with his actions. And in this version of Killmonger, just nobody is in any way affected by what he is doing. He is just a piece of shit. And so, um, but like, and, and again, it's like this weird thing where it's like, you're telling an isolated story in a different universe, but it requires you to understand this character as he existed in his original form. And I think, and that could, and that that is a little endemic of like the larger MCU thing of just like how much it requires you to accept everything from before or understand and know deeply everything from before to take in at face value what is going on here. And this is like, just in a general sense, like such a bad example of like, how can you possibly enjoy this episode alone? Yeah, you can't. So just real quick, um, mm-hmm. there is no nuance. So yeah. zero. So this is what if um, this is basically what if um, 
God, what they is his completely name? lean on Chadwick Boseman to try to add any bit of nuance. In this. No, yeah, that too. But um, Ryan, so this is what if Ryan Coogler did not direct Black exactly. Panther? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What if Michael Bay did? What if Michael Bay did? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're going to have this because even with the prior knowledge of Killmonger from the Black Panther movies, I was still lost in the sauce. Like I still, yeah. it was like, no, you're just, you're just doing harm for reasons that really just sound like, I don't know, like you're, I mean, he was no better than anybody else in the, in the movie, but again, there was nuance there. This is just like, man, you're just, you're just Tony's new black best friend. Um, <laughs> and that's it. So yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony clearly has a one black person quota at Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. He did Absolutely. But I will say, I think, so I think twofold. I think one, I think Marvel was really excited to work with Michael B. Jordan again. I think two, where this ends, you now have Killmonger as Black Panther, right? And we have a pretty good idea of like what's coming out of Wakanda forever, right? So like, if you're heading towards this multiversal war, you now have a Black Panther from another universe, right? And I, and I, and I, and I kind of think like, it's one of those things like I I'll be honest, like Michael B. Jordan doesn't do it for me as an actor, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I I don't particularly care for him, but his pr- mm-hmm. portrayal of Killmonger was dope because like to, to your to, to your point, Jerome, like when you saw him, you were like, oh, I'm not gonna dismiss him outright, but this made him a straight up villain. Like he like at least before he was kind of like you're like, yo, okay, yeah, you know, America's trash, even though you're doing this stuff for America, America's trash, all that. But he here he was a straight up villain, right? He betrayed T'Challa's dad, you know, like he killed T'Challa, right? Which, I mean, we'll get to that too or whatever. Like, there was no moral gray area for this Killmonger. And now we're supposed to believe if they do head towards Secret War, like, the T'Challa that that, that was a Ravager, that, that, that T'Challa from that universe, who's no longer Black Panther, is going to look at this Black Panther, he's going to wonder, who the hell are you? Like, you don't represent us at all, right? And so I, I think it's a lot to do with just giving Michael B. Jordan more to do because folks like him, you know, and all that stuff. They even mm. had him take off his cartoon shirt, right? Like, like all that. I think it's because people like him. I think that's what it is. But it was definitely flat. Go ahead, Jake. Also, the, you bring up the cartoon shirt thing. I was, I couldn't stop thinking about this. This is supposed to, you know, lead you to believe that he uh, stopped, like that he say Tony Stark in 2008, right? When Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan himself is like 21. So let's say Killmonger is about that age. And he still has all of the marks on his chest. Did he not kill anyone from 2008 to 2018? Like, how did well, he have all those already? We didn't do a specific count to that point, right? Like, right, for all we know, it could be less. Full, though. It's right. almost entirely full. Like, I, so I, if, even then, even if it's not the exact same number, he is still, his killing still fell off. Not that that's important, yeah. but it is also kind of like, <laughs> That it just it, it felt like it felt lazy, and it, it felt like they basically <laughs> was very lazy. they put yeah. no effort into making him any different as a character, even though it's ten years earlier. Like I, th- I think that they almost were treating it like he saved Tony Stark at like in two thousand sixteen. You know what I mean? Like this, he's clearly a different person. He's in his early twenties, so he's supposed to be at least. Um, and and also I think that the reason he came out of so much of a villain is because in Black Panther he's. He, the one thing that even though I think Michael B. Jordan is an incredibly overrated actor to the point where I think now most people just don't like him, but I think the thing he's always really good at is playing quiet rage just underneath the surface at all times. And Mm -hmm. with just a voice performance, you don't get that at all. Like so much of, I think what makes him compelling is that you can tell that even when he's having these very heady, 
conversations about liberating the peoples of the world, you can tell that that's not coming from actual belief. It's coming from a scared kid inside who's mad that his dad was murdered, you know? Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. that you don't see any of that, that it actually, that he plays it so flatly, that Very it does flat. just sound like he's just a supervillain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not interesting. And the fact that the episode's about him exclusively, really, it's like, I don't want to spend any time with this character. No, yeah. not at all. I and also I before, think, I say, yeah, go ahead, Dalvin, finish we also, need, we also need to address the elephant in the room, right? So Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights seems to really just coach these like kids that become awful people, right? Like Saracen became a cop in LA, <laughs> right? And then, then you got then you got Vince out here killing people at twenty one, joining the ten rings. Like we we have to have a conversation about that. Coach Taylor cannot be trusted. Cannot be trusted. Go ahead, you see. No, what I was gonna say was, and I think the other thing about this episode is kind of like, and it kind of embodies the series. And I almost wonder if it's because you can't get um rdj as tony stark it's almost like he's just in there for shits and giggles like they're not like really using him in any particular way of that's substantial or important that he's just being used as a vehicle to drive whatever specific episode as we saw in episode mm-hmm. three with the killing of the avengers very short appearance um zombie stark in episode five and then now we get this where he I mean, for somebody who's supposed to be a genius, like, yo, you are an idiot. Because it's like, even if, even with having the whole Jarvis scenario and he sees everything after the fact, which I just love, that's so convenient that people um, who responded to Killmonger on social after this episode was like, oh, yeah, he's really a genius and he's so depraved and all this other stuff. But it's like, yo, he got caught every single time. He just happened to have a weapon to kill somebody. Um, at the time. So it's not like he really got away with it, technically speaking. Real, truly any child who has ever had toys with guns on it has thought of the idea of what if soldiers were robots? Like that's his, that's his genius. That's his only right. thing he's smart about is what if soldiers were robots? Yeah, great I job. I like anime. Also, there's no way in any universe in all of the multiverse that Tony Stark knows what Gundam is. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. There's absolutely the most no unbelievable way. thing. I'm just like, like no, you're, you're talking about like Killmonger and what his like age is, and like there's just that is more believable. Like wherever way they're placing him in that, in terms of like kill yeah. count and all that stuff, mm-hmm. then Tony Stark understanding oh, what the fuck a Gundam. Yeah, it was very, it was very big. How do you do, friends? Like, <laughs> I knew, I knew, yeah. I knew it was downhill from there. Yeah, it's it, and I think that the problem with the Tony Stark performance is that I think it's actually the same problem I had with uh natasha in episode three is i think you almost in something like this if you're going to be playing a character that's a main character but not having the regular actor you actually i almost don't want them to try to do a really good impression because because what that does is he's doing an impression of robert downey jr which i think is actually really good Mm -hmm. but it there's no life in it because he's the character is to impersonate someone else the thing i really liked about the spider-man performance in uh the zombies episode was that he, he i think was trying to do some of tom holland stuff but I felt like a, a character as opposed to just someone reading the lines the way that Robert Downey Jr. Think like any other Joker that isn't Mark Hamill. And mm-hmm. then they're just taking it in their own direction. Uh, you know, like just just go there. Yeah. And that, obviously that doesn't always work because it's Jared Leto. But yes, I understand your point. No, no, no. But like in, no, voice, acting, in, voice, oh, acting. Oh, in voice acting. Oh, and voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of voice acting, I realized that we are around this time where Jake usually gets into his... Uh, Everybody's in this goddamn episode, yeah. but one Chris Evans. Go this, ahead, Jake. This one I th- was definitely the one that had obviously the most people who weren't playing 
themselves. Really, uh, so obviously Rob Ryan Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, they're in, their tax bracket is high enough where like, I don't expect them. I'm not surprised. Um, Jeff Bridges you, you has can't been, bring back Robert Downey Jr. Like he, like the WWE, like constantly retires and unretires. Like exactly, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges has been undergoing cancer treatment on and off for the past like two years, so I'm going to give him a pass. Um, but and not that I necessarily want her to be doing stuff, but Letitia Wright was she too busy? Uh, you know, did they? No, like, I, I think they trying to edge her out. No, I know, I know she I know. was on that. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I mean, but that—that's a situation where, like, in this case, like, this Sherry is much younger, too. That's right? true. Actually, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I thought overall, um, the voice acting was fine in this one. I thought the woman who played uh, Pepper Potts actually was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, that was right. Uh, yeah. And I thought that I mean Don Cheadle, I think, always delivers the goods. But been Terrence. Oh, that'd be funny. Should have been. <laughs> uh, revisiting that movie. Should have been Terrence. Miss Bassett showed up. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Angela Bassett. She down right on in. I think well, the thing too is what I'm remembering. I guarantee you, like with like the Angela Bassett's and John Connie and other people, like they probably, you know, because since it's animated, like they probably were given just like a list of 10 lines to say from the three oh, episodes they appear in. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is so yeah. that's why it's that's why it's so stupid when they have some of the people who aren't in it, where it's like you couldn't have done like I, you know, this would have taken three minutes. But the long and the short of it is Chris Evans still not able to come in. Angela Bassett has Oscar nominations, you know, she's a powerful <laughs> woman that we all respect, and she made the time. So whatever. Well, and and we we really gotta talk about the fact that like so now I'm supposed to believe after years that Rhodey in Iron Man 1 was darker than what he was 13 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And he had the Caesar, not the Caesar with the fade. I'm supposed to believe it's, that? Awkward, guys. You know Awkward. It's a different universe. So it was the right Black person the, the whole time. But it would have been really funny if they just would have brought in Terrence Howard. Because what is he doing? Like uh, Exactly. Like, Exactly. What, are, what is that? Empire is not on anymore. Just have right. him come. In. That just would have been funny. Honestly, that I is wish they would have done that. That I want to see a what if, which is just uh, like not even what if that's Terrence Howard and Edward Norton. Yeah, I just want to see that just just so we can check back in. <laughs> yeah. With, um, it mostly just like it's just like it's it's a production. What if? Mm, <laughs> what if exactly? We stayed with our original choices. <laughs> Also, shout out to Andy Serkis for, for showing right, up right. too. Ulysses. The director yeah. of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, never forget. Uh, <laughs> That's correct. Well, well, that is I will be seeing Venom. Yes. Oh my God. The Which we, actually, the in actuality, that That's is awesome. actually cool because he, I think, will probably get some awesome sequences because if there's anyone who knows how to use motion capture technology. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, That's, That's true, the thing. Like, if anything, like him going back to just voicing an animated character is really him just like going back to where he started. It's just yeah. yeah. I think I think it's dope that the week that the 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 Venom Let There Be Carnage post credit scene leaks, he's his episode of <laughs> being closed. Oh, the post credit scene leaks. That was oh, all it did. Oh, Yo, wow. the, okay, it's just as a quick, very quick aside. They use Sony used that post credit scene as promotion of the movie. Yes. Like it's on their account. They go, oh, it's fans not a leak. never it have reacted released. to. <laughs> I just, it's, I mean, obviously it comes out October first, but the the it comes uh, out October first. 
And that's what I said in my mind, Jerome. I was like, wait, what? Which which universe are we in right now? What's I don't even know. Going it was actually yes. supposed to come out October 16th. Yeah. Then it was supposed to get delayed till next year. Then Shang-Chi did well. So they were like, oh, okay, let's so capitalize on you're telling me if I go to this. YouTube right now, now I can watch this post credit scene. Yeah. No, the craziest no, no, well, thing. The, the Reddit was actually... Go down, Reddit, go down the Reddit rabbit hole. You'll find uh, okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> But I do. I just do want to say, like, because this has to be said, the Twitter account on their poster puts there was no fan reaction like this fan reaction to the post credit scene. That's the promotion. Think about that. That's the promotion. You're not promoting the movie. You're promoting the post credits. The dumbest thing of all is that I'm going to see it opening night. And I really don't know how to sit with myself. But that's a fact. A fact. But I, I mean, am, I'm also like, going to see it. Yeah. I've, oh yeah. Same I've, weekend, probably for me. I'll be blitzed. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was blitzed when exactly. I saw the first one, and it was actually very good. Yes. All right. As and and as we transition back to what if, I do want to get into a couple of the worst things from this episode. Um, I'm gonna save one of them for the next. Yeah, that's coming very soon because I have a lot to say about that. But first, I I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional or not. I'm not sure. But it was really felt uncomfortable uh, seeing T'Challa die again. Like that just felt like I don't know if that was their intention or whatever. But I I felt weird watching that and how he was taken out so easy. I don't know how any of you thought of that. Uh, Jerome, I'll throw it to you. Uh, I will be perfectly honest here. I completely checked out of the episode by this point. Mm, and, fair. Uh, and then at one point, uh, I was watching with a friend, like, you know, Disney Plus group watch, shout out that, um, and texted him, like, wait, T'Challa died? <laughs> and I just, so, like, not to be disrespectful about it, but, like, mm-hmm. I just, um, yeah, th- I already said it at the top, this episode didn't exactly capture me. Oh, got you, got you yeah. right there. Uh, Steph, how about you? Honestly, unfortunately, the same. It was unearned. Um, it just kind of happened because they needed it to move the plot along, the story along this 33 minute thing. So we could have went without it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe or they just maybe that Black Panther just never existed because it's Star-Lord. I don't know. But we just didn't need it. Even if yeah. Chadwick hadn't passed away, like it was just so unearned that. Oh, it was pointless. It, it was absolutely mm-hmm. pointless. Um, Dalbian, how about you? Yeah, I um. I agree. I so I'll be honest. Like I looked away because I was kind of like <laughs> I was kind of checked out at that point. Like I was like, oh, what the hell's happening? And I, I looked like, back and I guess. yeah, yeah. And that's that was exactly my question. Like, oh, you you, you gonna kill him again? Like, <laughs> what is what is going on here? Um, and I just I I think to Steph's point because you're right. It wasn't earned, right? And it's also as a, it's a, I think it's a disservice to T'Challa, the character, because you kill him in order to move along a less interesting version of this Black Panther. Like, because mm-hmm. that's what you get it for, right? You have to get him out of the way so you can earn T'Chaka's trust, and then he gets the suit. And, and I'm just like, bro, I, I'll take T'Challa 365 days over you, FB, FB Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Jake? I think that the reason it was easy to miss is because the way he was killed was that he was used at uh, Killmonger was using the like stun like sonic thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it just without like explaining how it, it like somehow he just like pressed a button to make it work more. 
that like it like you know what i mean because mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. was basically it was basically like as if he was tasing him and then he's like now here's the kill button and so and like i think it, the hard thing is that they didn't do the thing that you know, movies and TV always does when someone dies, really, they show a shot of the body. I think that might have been because they didn't because of Chadwick Boseman. Um, but it did definitely feel like I, I I was paying a decent amount of attention to it for some reason. And I was still even confused, like, wait, so did he kill him or is he going to come back? And it just it felt like um, like he was a piece that needed to be taken off the board. Which is not at all like I get that not every character can get their due in all of these things, but he hate his opposition the things that he differs from with killmonger are actually the things that make killmonger interesting and so the yeah. fact that he was taken off the board like that that he's not part of the people who are against killmonger that what it's gonna be shuri and pepper Potts, you know like the, the, there's nothing there's no ideological you know interesting conversation to be had there and so um yeah it just sucks that uh with everything with chadwick obviously that this character that is I think his best scenes of Black Panther, the best part of him is when he's talking to Killmonger. Yeah. So like the fact that they didn't have any of that uh, was bizarre. And then one last thing I want to know about that scene is that when uh, Killmonger comes in, he says, hello, cousin, which Chadwick, I mean, T'Challa probably didn't even know that he was being literal because he's like, oh, he's from Oakland. He just calls everyone cousin, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and so I, you didn't even know that he had a cousin out there. Okay. All right. I am ready to discuss this thing that happened in the fight scene where the Stark drones show up to Wakanda and obviously Killmonger is doing the thing where he's switching three sides and going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which is like fine, whatever. It was like, okay, we're doing the fight. And they're like, cool. So the fight starts and then, you know, the Dora Milaje get involved. It's very, it's very interesting. And then Killmonger, you know, he jumps, uh, he jumps on the, the elephant. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, cool. This should be interesting. And then he says two words. And Wakanda forever, like a black exploitation flick. And I was just like, that was the time where I was watching the episode and already kind of like, all right, whatever with this thing. And I was like, yo, how do you do this and let this air? How do you let this air? That's why that was my first thought. It was so awful, so cringe. I cringed. <laughs> and then they did it again. Twice. Twice. The writer saw Black Panther. Um, because I'm I'm looking at his Instagram and it will not be me, but the writer saw Black Panther and was like, yes, this is what this is what the Negroes like and decided to sprinkle it all over the place. Cause I mean, I'm telling you like this, this episode was a hodgepodge of black Panther with a little bit of Iron Man mixed in it. And it shows like there is no heart behind this. And it's crazy Mm -hmm. because I believe the same writer wrote the uh, star Lord episode. So for him to be able to capture the essence of T'Challa in that way and morph it to a way that makes sense for him to be this type of star lord and then to give us this it's just i i, I don't know i gotta ponder some more i will say i was like a little bit hopeful before that moment i think that was like the final knell but like i there was a point in this episode 
where and like kind of ongoing throughout where I was like, maybe what if is just like constant reaffirmation that like Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa is the only good thing out of the MCU, like the only good and pure thing. And I and like even in this episode, when Black Panther appears, it seems like a hopeful moment. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, things could actually turn around this like I'm into it. And then, I mean, everything we've covered so far up to that point, and I'm just like, nah. Just you know not. what the energy of it was? It it felt like the same energy as you remember the tweet which I pulled up of uh just told my 10-year-old daughter about RBG. She had tears in her eyes, and then she did the Wakanda pose and said, yeah, Wakanda yeah, forever. Yeah, That's yeah, what it feels like. It feels it felt like that cringe. And oh man, it truly, it truly was like, and it's really a problem when even I honestly I was like, this is so bad it, it really is one of those things where i don't even it's obviously like if you do something like this you should have you know a black person writing it but it felt even worse than just like because it, it seemed like i don't know when you're in the recording booth but, and you hear it yeah like when I, you're in the recording booth and you hear it and they deliver it you're it just like all right let's move like is it what 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 happened there was it that yes. he delivered it and they're just like we don't have the heart to say or he delivered it many times and like this is the best i think I, if i take a guess i, I would think, say time they probably had not yeah it like just like knock it out no um, i was gonna say i think i think he delivered it right and like how you know when when drake has a really bad line and nobody tells him no i think that's mm, what you got with michael yeah. b jordan folks folks were like yo yeah that shit is hot and <laughs> If you want to tell Michael B. Jordan, like, yo, that was terrible. I think, too, to Steph's point, like, yeah, I think there was a round table where they were like, this is what these Negroes are going to like. I think the other part, too, man. Like, and it jumps out of me. Do you remember at the Oscars when, when Chad The animation is like, Michael he raises Jordan. his fist in the air. He does. He raises his fist. Like, he, doesn't even do, he doesn't even do the right thing. But you know in the, in the Oscars when Chadwick turns around to Michael B. Jordan when, when that white movie won the award and he's shaking his head? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Chadwick from heaven was doing that. Like, yo, nah, uh, this ain't mm-hmm. it, brother. Like, we're going to have a talk when you get up here. Like, you, you can't do that. It was awful. It was just absolutely also as someone who loves, I really love the movie La La Land, but I can't dispute it being that white movie. That actually is what it is. It is uh, it is an incredibly white movie. Um yeah. I was like, gonna really love it, but you're like, yeah, that white movie. Yeah. Um it's like wait, wait, Angela Bassett says it too, but she actually does deliver it. Well, and Angela Bassett, I, I had no qualms with Angela Bassett. No, 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 right? Like, no, no, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, so, right. But yeah, more, more to make a point, point that like you can't like in this universe, you can say it properly. Yes. <laughs> what was he doing? No, well, to be honest, when yeah. Okoye says it in the episode, the previous the, the episode previous, didn't yeah. really make like what? This yeah. is what you're saying as you're it's getting not a back, like, it just felt, it's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's the it's, yes, it's not Shazam. Exactly, Jake. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. it clearly isn't because you're no. still dying after you say yeah. it. Yeah, it's like. It, the reason well, why it's not to it, infinity and beyond, like they're starting, exactly. to, doing they're here. starting to treat it like the Rick Ross grunt. It's really terrible. It's, <laughs> yeah, not, an yeah. it's not an ad lib <laughs> of just like, yeah. It, yeah, I think that it really is. I think mm. that the thing that's missing from this in its portrayal of Wakanda, and I think is a thing that I think even the most well-intentioned white person would miss this, is that Wakanda Forever is a thing that said with so much pride because it's about pride in Wakanda. Yes, and I can just imagine. I I can imagine someone just not really understanding that because if the writer has a background similar to mine where, you know, every I'm a million different kinds of white and I don't identify with any of them, it would sound like just a catchphrase because the notion of having, you know, it just would not call it. And so I think that that's why it feels so insincere. It's because like the reason why Chadwick Boseman and other people say it in 
Black Panther is a way of affirming like this is for Wakanda, mm-hmm. right? Right. The and, I mean, that said, is what like the Killmonger character is trying to do there. Like he's trying to align himself so he gains their trust. It just but, is, he sounds so unsure. Like, yeah, is, that, are these the why. right words to say? That's why. It's like he was asking a damn question. But I, right, Wakanda maybe forever. forever? But I think it, like he could have done like an understate. Like I think yeah. that that's also why I mentioned the animation. Like if he yeah. was just like getting ready to ride turns to person says and doesn't have to yell it just like mm-hmm. says like more subtly wakanda forever and moves forward yeah. might actually make sense mm-hmm. it's just that like you apply that as if he's like doing like the mario like wahoo like just like at the same time <laughs> and i just i just it doesn't match right the energy doesn't match <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to edit that now <laughs> Oh my goodness to. gracious. I'm so sorry. I'll put it in the <laughs> When you edit that, please send it to me so I yeah. can just I can just break the internet because like we Ooh. need we need that. <laughs> oh my gosh, my chest. Uh-huh. Um, no, but like based like yeah. <laughs> yes. the energy doesn't match is like what's weird about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that reading couldn't be used in the right mm-hmm. context for that situation. It's just that for the way they presented it on screen in the animation it just like there is a way where that could be a plausible version of saying that it just didn't work there yeah yeah absolutely um i i I do i do want to ask the panel like how how many times do you think uh michael b jordan consulted dr umar before he did this episode because some of these lines boy he's speaking to stark as um as he gets him with the spear and oh, him with like his like woke Instagram captions. Like, oh my week. god, yeah. with the well, if you saw what I could see, and if yeah. you saw it again, <laughs> I think that I think he really wanted to lean forward and and and, mm-hmm. and and tell him, I beg your pardon. I think he really wanted to. I think, yeah, shout out to the Discord by the way, because uh, the jokes last night were just tremendous. Uh, obviously, Steph had the black on black crime thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't believe it. I said, is it 1995? Like, what are we, <laughs> what are you doing? He was like, my dad died because of gang violence. And I'm like, well, I know, but, but. That what? scene was so bad. What it reminded me of is, because they just like have to speak through having actual human connection, which is a thing like the entirety of Iron Man 1 is just Tony learning to have human interaction. So the fact that he has to meet, what it reminded me of is there's a, a movie I love, which I think is almost perfect, except for the acting, is in the film Fast Five, where randomly <laughs> uh, Brian just says, hey, Dom, tell me about your father. Oh, and that's, nowhere, a and, that's a and, great scene. And that is the energy that that scene felt like. It was like, you don't know each other that well. Like, Tony Stark doesn't talk to anyone about his father. Like, that's his like yeah. entire character, is that he can't be honest about his father. And now they're yeah. having this heart-to-heart about his dad. It, I just, if, like, I think, like, so much of it, But again, it's the built-in history of their other like universal counterparts. Yeah, that are like that. They're that character in the moment. Even if even if that character Mm -hmm. is somehow like back in time too, that hasn't Mm -hmm. actually had any of that development to that point. But Mm -hmm. they're. I thought we were homies. Yeah, I was just like, yo, come on, man. Should yeah, it's. Uh, um, (laughs) I have have indigestion. (laughs) I I really wish. And so what? So what is episode six? Yes. What are we getting for the last four? Uh, well, actually, it's know. three. So last we got three. seven, eight, oh, and nine. Three. Oh, wait, there's okay. nine episodes. Right. So we got Party Thor, which is um, okay. Thor coming to... 
basically the events of the first Thor movie, except that Thor is still, you know, has his powers or whatever. And yeah, he, he has like, he just Thor. Like he yeah. has this gigantic party on Earth that threatens the balance of he basically could destroy Earth with this party. What this the party nine realms? Superman, the what ifs? What <laughs> <laughs> Project X? I think is actually Project X. Yeah, yeah. Um, I okay, also think cute. there is a episode where I think Tony Stark gets sent to Sakar instead of. Like you know when he we throws the nuke, Tony Stark in when he throws this. the nuke through uh, space yeah. uh, and kills everybody or whatever, he gets yeah. stuck yeah. in space, yeah. gets sent to Sakar, deals with the Grand Master and and, and then Korg the and the rest episode, of them, right? And then the Ultron. And then the last one is the is Ultron uh, merging with Vision with the Infinity Gauntlet, and that's when Uatu gets a bunch of oh, you know when people. he finally just <laughs> where he's like, all right. <laughs> I gotta get up onto these people from the previous episodes because I think we in the trailer, the mid-season trailer, they show uh, Thor and uh, (laughs) evil Doctor Strange, uh, or in Jerome's case, Doctor Strange. uh, What you call it? uh, Hanging out together and fighting Mm -hmm. a bunch of Ultron's, Black Widow too. So that's uh, uh, that's the last three. It is. I mean, like this. I say this as if I'm indicting the whole series. Although I will say in general, I like this one was like such a glaring example of uh, it. But like we've already talked about a couple of episodes where we're like, oh, this is probably the worst version of where what if can get. And then we yes. get a new one. And so <laughs> I, I think pretty safely, like in terms of Disney Plus uh, series, like this is like bottom, um, at least for me. And Maybe there is an intentional point. Like if we're arriving to a point in the end, is are we testing the pace patience of like all watchers, both like fictional in the show and the people who are watching it right now? <laughs> that's a great question. Is that what's going on? Um that's a great especially because this already has a season two green lit. So because like I'll be honest, you described the last three episodes and like at no point was I just like, all right, let's roll. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the only one that's just interesting. The Ultron in general, one sounds interesting, but is the, the Ultron Vision thing, and yeah. obviously, is Chris Hemsworth in for Thor? Yeah, Chris like, Hemsworth, yeah, Hemsworth okay. is voice. There's that. That'll be fun. But yeah, yeah. so I, yeah. yeah, the ninth one in general is the one that I like. I, I feel like will be the one that will get the big fight stuff, and we'll see I some of that trends. Come back to like watch the ninth one, and then be like, inf- like explained by people of like, this is why the first eight episodes are important. I'm like, yeah, that's no, they aren't. No, I really hope nobody says that. Um, I okay. Someone's going to say. Someone's going to say. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, I, that, say, I mean, I will yeah, say, go ahead. Well, I was going to say like they they could be important, and it doesn't mean that they were good, right? Like, yeah, like, that's true. Like, no, like, I know. If, I, if I, get, I just if, I'm if, very yeah. yeah. If we get, I'm very if, anti. Like it needs to be good first. I don't. Care no, I feel you. I, I feel you. And if and if you know yeah. if Gold Jaguar shows up in the last one and he's the key to stopping Ultron with the Infinity Stones, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm like, yo, like I don't yeah. trust you as a hero, who's, buddy. Who's Gold Jag? What? Killmonger. Oh, Killmonger. Yeah, right, right. Good okay. stuff. Yeah. Do you think that he thinks that the only disease is inflammation and a diet can cure all disease? <laughs> Absolutely, sea moss. Sea moss all. Oh man, uh, he's 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 about to do his own research. (laughs) And then after this ends, we have um, Hawkeye, and like I don't know, I um, Mm. 
since WandaVision, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I was so invested in that because we hadn't had any Marvel content mm-hmm. up until that point. Right. Yes. Um, but the writing was very solid, so I will give it that. Um, but I don't know, like my interest has kind of waned as we've think, gone along. Like it's could just, you describe it maybe as like a fatigue? Maybe. Like, there's been a lot of what, stuff. what if they were like is it sounds bad. Like, I don't think what if is really that bad, but I'm going to ask this no. question. What if it was good? <laughs> like, would you be into it right now? <laughs> no, I think, um, I still think I would be like, all right. Oh yeah. This is out, uh, type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. not like a, Ooh, I got to watch this the moment it drops or first thing in the morning. So it might just be a little I, I fatigue. Think... And then also like, it's not, not it's not anything new. Mm, essentially no. like yeah, they're repurposing a lot of stuff and making little tweaks right they're like, using okay, mcu guys, stuff like, and then uh, just doing minor adjustments. like i, I think like, it's yeah. a product of like obviously like the years that we've been through but i think part of the problem is um three or four series to set up like one movie like i i need more and movies. also yeah. is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think though that i i think the stuff about marvel fatigue i think is real but i also think that marvel like i don't think Kevin Feige expects nor cares how like that this show gets a ton of viewers. Like I think they no, don't no, no. I think I, I would say yeah. that probably like what if I they don't release their numbers, but I would guess considerably that what if is probably only getting like a third of the amount of viewers that WandaVision got oh, at yeah. most. And so like yeah, because none I, of this is a commentary of like whether this is successful or not. They're successful. No, I, I, they I are think successful I, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I guess that like I famously don't get fatigued on anything, which is why I have health problems and eat too much of stuff. But um <laughs> like I, but I think that it's going to get to a point where a lot of the stuff on Disney Plus is take it or leave it. And yeah. that like, mm-hmm. we might get fatigued on it because we like, because the show will watch all of it. But I think yeah. for most people, like, I don't think that Kevin Feige cares that much about Marvel. We're fatigue. also like on a system where we are watching it in, on, in time. Exactly. Like, people, you know exactly. what I mean? Like we're watching it week to week and we're doing coverage and we're like talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're spending an hour to talk about like one bad line <laughs> i mean <laughs> and some could argue not it deserves it it deserves it yeah yeah yeah. No, i think i mean i think to, to that point i think live action just like want like live action just i'm i'm i love animated stuff but live live action is really like like i love performances i thought that paul bettany and and you know the real olsen i thought she did I, 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 I thought they did i thought performance wise they did yeah. they both did well right i thought anthony mm-hmm. mackie i thought anthony mackie did you okay, guys also we, just lose him? Yeah, we lost him for a second. We lost your audio. I mean, we lost uh, you for a sec, buddy. Yeah, we still lost you. I think that exactly. Zoom doesn't want someone to say something nice about Anthony Mackie. I think, <laughs> no, I think I it was the oldest <laughs> like, I think it was the oldest. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, the two no, hackers were Mary-Kate and stop. Ashley. That knocked him just out. Just real quick. That's my, I think that's been my major disappointment with this series because it's animation. So like your limitations are not there in the same way as they are in live action. So yeah. In some episodes, like the, uh, I was gonna say, True, Doom, but they're the limited Doctor. by the MCU, right? And that's the yeah. and that's the problem. That's the frustration. Yeah. It's the machine on the whole. Yeah, and on the whole, I'm just you can't you know, can't approach it the way like way. DC can do their thing. We're you just know? like, and then like fuck. we're just gonna make a <laughs> contained story. Well, but that's the problem too, because the MCU yeah. stuff is also affecting the comic stuff as well. So right. yeah, there's no reprieve. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like when you're connecting stuff to. Uh, to the movies, I mean, it is like, also five adults are like talking about like a business for kids, right? Yeah, like it, right. it's work. It, it's yeah. the intent. We get it, but like, but we're still gonna complain. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not. I, I, there's always I, what I always love is that you can love stuff but still be able to critique it the way that it needs to be critiqued. Um, I just think it's funny because I think Steph talks about the fatigue part. I, I mean, if you think about it, like four movies. Uh, I think was it we're now going to be on five shows by the end of the year, so nine right. things, right. um, in one calendar year. I mean, obviously we didn't get anything last year, but that is a lot of stuff to take in. Even for us, we're just like as passionate as it gets. Mm -hmm. I still think it's a, you know, it's a lot to cover, especially when you, wait, what's that? I'm going to ask this question and it's going to be for our core three. If you weren't doing a podcast, would you be watching these in sequence as they come up? No. (laughs) It depends on how much, if I was Hmm. like on Twitter and stuff like that with people. Mm -hmm. Me, Um, yeah. Me, yeah, I, I I probably, I'm pretty sure confident. Yeah, I think I, we can all bet that I might not have. I probably would just because I like watching TV as it comes out. Um, yeah. but if, yeah. if something if something is not made to be binge watched, I almost always will watch it as it comes out. Like I, I I'm, I'm yeah. never the guy who waits the end of the season to watch everything, but yeah. I think I might not be as like I might obviously I don't think I probably wait. I would have kept of. up obviously with like Wandavision, Loki, mm-hmm. and Fal- Falcon. I might have actually fallen out like at some point and caught up for the end of it. Um, and then, and then what if, especially because they're just such individual stories that I can pick up at any time, um, that I haven't quite connected yet as to like how important or how much value they really add to my like Marvel, like movie watching experience. I, Mm. that's the one where I'm just like, I don't know. And I also will say like, I think it's, I'd be very selective depending on what the story was. Right, right. And I also think it, it, it's be, it, it really speaks to like when we got WandaVision, when we got it, like it was the sure. first thing. It was mm-hmm. very alluring, the mystery about it, just every the air around it, like the story, too. And then when it's good, that's when it like hooks you. And then when you get to that normal TV stage where you're going week to week and theories and all this other stuff comes in and it just turned into a fever pitch. And then it kind of ended flat in its own way. They had trouble ending that series. I mean, so then, then you get then you get uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which just became uh, you know about a bunch of jokes and and um, we did get something with Loki that I think that was pretty substantial where they ended it well. And the, but yeah. then like there's a transition to this now. Even though a bunch of these characters are going to be in the Doctor Strange film. That's still like, all right. Cool. Oh, is that where uh, these characters are going? Is that the well? Point? I know like, at least to... Captain Carter is definitely in the film. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I will say, I mean, I think, I think what you're describing sounds a lot similar to like when the MCU first started, right? Where like Iron Man one. G League, you're just making like two way contracts for everyone. Yeah, right, right. Play, like, <laughs> want to. Well, like you have Iron Man one, which was really good, but then the the first Hulk was not that great, right? First Thor was uh, it was okay, right? Like Jerome skipped out on the podcast to to, to not even do the off. Hulk. I think can, I think can we actually see? just like reveal like what actually happened on that day? So last night I could not day? be on the podcast, but I actually listened in the whole way through. <laughs> like I was sitting there doing work. I was like on a shift doing work, but I was listening to Jake and AC record the whole thing. And then that's why you hear me chime in at one point because I was, yeah, it was great stuff. live. But I really <laughs> was like, I like, have to say that. something now. Yeah, no, but no, no, I, no, 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 no. I like, I like the bit, but I just like, uh, I, I just remember that. And I did watch the movie, which was even worse. But I think that's kind of what you're saying, like in a post end game world, right? Because like, like, I think you're seeing them try to find their footing again, because they're because like, even the first Iron Man, if you remember, when the first Iron Man dropped, Edgar Wright was still slated to direct Ant-Man. Like, they were still yeah, kind of yeah. going in a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. And it took them a while to find 
find their footing. I think that's kind of what you're seeing now. Because I thought even one division mm. was, was a flat ending, right? I think part of one division, one division was guilty of our own expectations. Like I think we expect that's true. That I think is I, I don't, yeah, I don't that actually part. agree with that. I don't think Marvel, like I think Marvel is at this point now where they don't like they don't need footing. They just need to keep moving. Like, no, 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 I, and no, that's no, no, the, no. Yeah. But 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 no. I think what you're but I think what you're seeing is that like so for example, Shang Chi is probably one of like again i think we all i i know i thought it was their best origin story ever right like i thought they nailed it if you had put this one after you saw it the third act was probably like if it's not the best third act for marvel it's up there right like if it's not if it's not one it's jake's not a fan though jake is not a fan and i will say this i will i'm not gonna i don't want to talk about but the consensus among like film reviewers who are like not marvel people i would say that it's like every review i read from like film people is i love the movie the third act's terrible like i just want that it is most people did not respond well to it, at least like outside of MCU fans. I think that that is a huge mm-hmm. divide. And I think that that's because I think from like if people grew up on like comic book storytelling and anime, mm-hmm. all that stuff, it's very good. Whereas this type of stuff I like about the MCU is not that. But I, I, I would I, I would just say fair. like in the on the ongoing, like I think Marvel's bad with third acts or or finales or yeah. any like sticking the landing. Shang-Chi didn't move the needle for me. Like it no. didn't necessarily yeah, say fair. like this like like it, it yeah. was saying like oh they're better at it or they got worse at it it was just like no. oh it was exciting no this was really, but, really yeah. good yeah, yeah exactly. steph i know but you I wanted think, to say think, something just, uh yeah. no just one last thing i think yeah um i don't like the mcu in general is settling for i mean it's like suffering from settling so mm. they'll have little moments where they do something that's a little different or kind of breaks the mold then they go back to what they know which i get because it's what's printing money but then watching something else, like another superhero property or a show that's kind of like, you know, related with people having powers and whatnot, things are just a little bit, I don't know, like, I hate to keep bringing up Batwoman, but as simple as that is on CW, like that, to me, pushed the superhero drama. You know drama what it could kind of feel like it might like be for Patrol. more Dalbine and, uh, Dalbine and AC right here? It's uh, Marvel has the air of maybe a WWE and other things are AEW. That, yeah. So I that's fair. To, that to, 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 to an extent, but I will say like, like I will, Marvel is not to that point yet. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're there uh, yet. Like they're, they're nowhere they, near it. But like, but I, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, they know sure. what works. And they're they stick, know like, works, just to right. Steph's point. About I don't think WWE what works. knows what works anymore. I don't think they know right. what works anymore. But then like, I, I think anyway, that's yeah, a WWE that pod that will launch next week or something. But to Steph's point, you have Batwoman. You also, again, you also have Black Lightning, which is an amazing, amazing television that they canceled, right? But that was an amazing super hero show um like you see when it's done right right when it's done right because I, I honestly I, I i thought loki was done right i thought loki was an amazing show I like loki yeah um but when they do it like that you're like okay do it like mm-hmm. this all the time i need you to do it like this yeah, all it's the time. not gonna happen and it's like, not gonna happen it's not gonna have home runs happen. all the time or anything yeah. but right i say all this to say hey watch other things too that's all right right that's, a, good <laughs> that's a fair point and i think that's a very good note to end on uh i want to thank everybody for joining us today on this episode uh first of all stephanie williams thanks for for coming back thank you so can we follow you where can we find your work uh, on Instagram, TikTok at Steph underscore I underscore Will. I will be returning to Twitter on Sunday. Um, not because I want to, but because Nubia needs to promo. Because um, <laughs> there has been a date because there's a supply chain shortage. Uh, Nubia and the Amazon is now dropping on October 19th, 21. Hey, hey, and hey. if you are in the Charlotte area, I am signing copies at Heroes Aren't Hard to Find on oh. October 20th at um, from 2 to 5. 
Nice. Awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, looking forward Shasta to reading that. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, Dalbino Soria, where can we follow you, sir? Thank you for joining us. Of course, of course. Always, always happy to. Steph, I was just in Charlotte, so shout out to the Queen City. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DA underscore Osario uh, for all Jets, Marvel, some politics. We don't got a lot going on right now, but some politics. So. <laughs> uh, and always a pleasure to rock with you guys, man. Always, always happy to do it. You guys have been crushing it, so I'm, I'm always excited when you guys ask me to come back. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And Jerome Cheng, where can we follow you, my friend? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Black Dragon Roll and on Twitter at Jumby Lime. And of course, yeah, free Black Dragon Roll. And I guess of all the episodes, I'll end this with a wahoo. <laughs> Jesus. Jay Christie. I can't beat that. So I'm going to get quick. At the Jay Christie, listen to No Fun Strictly Monk and where we talk about the show Monk. I, I, yeah, I drum one. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. You can follow the show at MC University Pod. Thank you for all the new followers. Hope anybody who's been listening for the first time here. Oh, welcome. Appreciate that. If you do end up liking our work in the future, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash MC University Pod, where we do bonus episodes to a month. Uh, we have an amazing Spider-Man episode on deck and we also have some DC-related content coming out before the month ends. So, you know, tune in for that. And don't we have some step- uh, acting that we're going to need to do down the line, too? Because oh, of new well, you, Jake, that we hit? Jake briefly yeah. mentioned that uh, on so, the episode Monday. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was Monday that we so did So what we're doing is because we got 1,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, at some point in the next couple months, uh, we haven't set a date yet. We're going to be doing a live table read of the script of the Avengers um, on Twitch. And uh, yeah, I just need to figure out some logistics on that. Um, so that's that's when we'll, we'll announce it when it's coming. But we're going to have some friends of the show come on. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And also, AC, don't forget to mention the Discord is popping. Uh, I was just thinking of yes. uh, something Caleb said in the Discord about the live reading. Um that uh, I have been laughing about the last couple of days. <laughs> okay. Oh man, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a member of our Patreon, like obviously the Discord is a huge part of it. Just interacting with everybody has been so much fun, and we greatly appreciate it. But also, even if you don't, a rate, review, subscribe, all those things matter too. Really helps us out. But so, like, thanks for the support as always. And for Stephanie Williams, Dalbino Osorio, Jerome Chang, and Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Cantz on the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time.